Back at it with the ISO on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. I'm your host, Dan Dickow, where before each Gonzaga game, we try to get a chance to talk with the opposing head coach. Uh, now we get a chance as we lead into the PK-85 on the legacy side of the bracket to talk with Gonzaga's opposing head coach for their first round matchup uh, from Portland State, the Vikings leader, Jace Coburn. Jace, thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, you and I actually just had a chance to to connect less than a week or so ago when I called your Portland State game at Oregon State on the Pac-12 Network, and you guys, as a big sky upstart, went into Gill Coliseum and knocked off one of the big brothers in the Pac-12, Oregon State Beavers. Give us a little bit about the mindset going into playing an opposing I don't want to call them a giant like Oregon State, but a, an opposing bigger program because you got to have a, I would imagine, a chip on your shoulder in, in how you prepare. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it starts with recruiting first and foremost is that we've got a lot of guys here that um, have a chip on their shoulder. And, um, you know, and so, you know, they want to prove to the world that they're good basketball players, but more importantly, they want to prove that they're a good team. And so um, everybody's willing to do their part and, um, whatever the game plan is for that night, everybody's willing to sacrifice uh, for the better of the team. And so that's really exciting. It's been a lot of fun to coach so far to this point. And um, we just, you know, focus on getting better every game, no matter who we're playing, um, because we're in this for the long game. And we know that it's a marathon. we got to be playing our best basketball in March. So um, we kind of just look at it one day at a time and, and not really who we're playing, but uh, that we know that we have to get better. When you talk about not knowing, not necessarily who you're playing, but how you're playing for the long haul, obviously you've got an enormous challenge ahead of you in uh, the sixth ranked in one poll, number five ranked in another Gonzaga Bulldogs. But you welcome that challenge. Uh, you know, I've looked at your non-conference. You try to schedule as difficult as you can. You guys played in the PK 85 years ago. You know, when you look at this Gonzaga matchup, where does your mind as a coach gravitate to as far as needing to prepare the most? I mean, obviously, this is going to be a great test for us, right? Um, this is probably going to be the best team we play all season. Um, and we know that. Um, so, you know, it's just a, it's a really exciting opportunity for us to measure up um, and, and, and to play against such a good program that's got great tradition and great history um, to, you know, see where we want to get to one day, um, you know, so we'll go out there and compete and, and have a good time. And, and uh, you know, we're, we're excited though. We're excited to play it. And, you know, with our schedule this season, I mean, this is probably the hardest schedule we've had since I've been at Portland state, um, you know, with just the amount of teams that we're playing and in, in non-conference and obviously our conference will be really good. So, um, but yeah, it, it'll be a good early test for our guys. And I, I know they'll be excited to play. It will be a great test for you guys, but I, to be honest with you, I think it'll be a good test for Gonzaga because, um, you know, they're a little bit of contrasting styles. They've turned it over more than most typical Gonzaga teams early in the season. That's your calling card is defensive pressure and turning opponents over. Uh, you guys try to force around 20 turnovers a game, um, you know, and you've done that a couple times early in this season. When you put together a game plan and a scattering report on Gonzaga, what's at the top of the list without sharing too much? Well, I think I think you hit it on the head. You know, it's kind of funny. I woke up at three o'clock in the morning uh, last night and uh, looked at how many turnovers they had turned the ball over. You know, um, 
I don't know why that hit me in the hit me in the head at 3 a.m. when I was sleeping, but uh, I woke up and, and thought about that. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of this is, you know, especially when you're in a format of, of being in a tournament, a lot of it is, is that you have to be true to yourself and, and, and do the things that you do well. Um, you know, and obviously game planning wise, you're going to try and take away some things that the other teams do well, but, um, ultimately we need to do what we do best, um, and stay true to who we are. Um, like you said, for, for the long game, but also because, you know, these, these games are going to be such quick turnarounds that, um, it's, it's really important to stay true to who you are. It's a different turnaround in a tournament where it's three games in three days, as opposed to your typical rhythm of a season where, um, most, most conferences play on a Thursday and a Saturday, you start putting in your early prep for both teams, Monday, Tuesday, you really focus on the Thursday opponent Wednesday, and then you kind of have that gap in Friday to prepare for Saturday. How do you pro uh, as in your program prepare for three games in three days? Yeah. I mean, I think one thing, you know, about our team is we do have a lot of depth. Um, the guys that have been coming off of our bench for right now have been really good. Um, you know, our starters have been good. So, um, you know, we've got a lot of depth, I think, to um, be able to play three games. Um, so I think it starts there with our, with our players being talented and, and playing hard. And we're able to maintain that throughout the whole entire, um, tournament, hopefully, um, you know, and then, you know, our assistant coaches do a good job of staying ahead. Um, I, I try not to look too far ahead and to, to try and figure out who we're going to play later on. Um, I just try and take it one day at a time and, and, uh, focus on the next game. Well, you guys out of the big big sky don't have a chance to play too many of the Blue Bloods, um, but you will schedule them when you can. In an event like this, uh, you'll play Gonzaga in, in the round one, and then you'll either play Butler, uh, or excuse me, you'll play West Virginia or Purdue. I'm blank out of a blue. Purdue. Purdue, that's right. Uh, one of the, be the one of the best coaches in the country, and Matt Painter at Purdue. You'll play Purdue or West Virginia. How much does it mean for you as a young coach to be able to kind of go up against some of these bigger names that um, you know you as a competitor? And I've seen you coach on the sidelines. You know, you want to test your philosophies. You want to test your scouting reports. How much does it mean to you? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, you, you always want to try and get out there and play against the best and coach against the best. And obviously coach few is, you know, one of the best of all time, um, you know, and then, you know, moving on, you know, further down the road in the tournament. Yeah. You're coaching against some of the best coaches in the country and I have nothing but respect for, for um, our opponents. Um, and, and it's not just, it's not just these games. It's, it's any game. Like I, I just full heartedly believe in respecting your opponent and um you know, and, and, and doing the best job that you can do, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's awesome. Like it's, you know, I, I remember when we played Duke five years ago and coach K was out there, like it was just, I mean, it, it's an awesome opportunity to try and get out there and, and uh, prove your worth. And, um, but at the same time, like, you know, I know that deep down, I need to be there for our team more so than me battling another coach. Um, I just want to be there for the guys and, and uh, give them the support that they need and, and uh, try and pull out a victory. You touched on playing against Duke in the initial PK 80 five years ago. Portland State was on the verge of a, a monster upset. I believe, if I remember correctly, you guys were up at the half. And then you also played, I think it was Butler and somebody else tough in the tournament. Give us a quick recap of how that initial event went for the Vikings. Yeah, you know, um, 
it was kind of crazy. It started, we played Utah state on a Monday and won. And then we played um, Duke on a Thursday on Thanksgiving and battled them. I mean, we were up at half. It was a pretty good game. So I think with about seven minutes to go and they kind of pulled away. And uh, at that point they were number one in the country and our guys just wanted to go and prove that they belonged. Um, <clears throat> so I, I remember thinking after that game, like, you know, how, like, how are we going to get up and play Butler tomorrow? Like, there's no way I was like, dude, you know, we just gave it everything we had against Duke. And then the next day we woke up and, and uh, had a chance to beat Butler and we missed a three at the buzzer and ended up losing by two. Um, and then I remember thinking after that game, there's no chance we're going to, you know, be able to uh, bring it again against Stanford. And then, you know, we got down early, but they came back and won. And so, you know, that, that team was a special team, you know, coach Perry, you know, did a great job with that group and, and uh, the, the players were special group and they, they were, you know, they were a real family, um, you know, and, and they played really well in that tournament. So, you know, it'd be a good, good opportunity for this team to get out there this time um, and prove that they can do the same thing. So, you know, we'll see where it goes, but uh, you know, I'm excited for our guys to have the same opportunity that our team had five years ago. Jace, there's a, another unique kind of uh, connection point between Gonzaga's program, Portland State, former Zag Ryan Edwards. Um, looked like he was done with his eligibility, and then he decided to play one more year uh, for your Viking program. Played in the PK-80. Uh, he was a unique player. I think he didn't get the, the chances in, in Spokane that maybe um, would have presented themselves at other places because he had NBA players in front of him, and that was Ryan Edwards. Give us a little bit about Ryan Edwards. Yeah, Ryan was really good for us. Um, he came here and was, uh, you know, excited to get the opportunity to get some playing time. And, and uh, you know, I remember just going to the PK-80 event and he was like the biggest guy in the tournament. So it gave us like some confidence, I think, to be like, yeah, we belong here. Like, you know, we have the biggest guy in the tournament on our team. So like, it was awesome. I mean, he was an ultimate teammate. I, I know over there, um, you know, he was a great teammate, um, you know, and here he was the same. And, you know, he provided a lot of stuff for us here as a player and as a person and and uh, just his experience being in Gonzaga and, and making it all the way to the final four and all that. I mean, that was that was tremendous to add him to our team back then, just because, you know, it, it gave us credibility and it, and it uh, you know, it, you know, we had a guy on the team who could say, hey, I've been there and, um, you know, and our guys listened to that. So, yeah, he was. He was a huge, huge dude. Like he was enormous, um, you know, and with our style back then, we were pressing the whole time and we put him in the back of the press and he just walled off the basket and people were throwing up crazy layups to try and get around him. And it, it started fast breaks for us. So, um, yeah, and he was a tremendous player here for us. And, and uh, yeah, I saw him last year at our Eastern Washington game. And, and uh, yeah, he, he was awesome. So, yeah. You talk about the experience of the initial PK-80. You're in the PK-85 on the legacy bracket. And when you're out recruiting, I can only imagine you use these experiences of playing Duke to the wire, of beating a Stanford, of being in an event like this. How does it help the Portland State program being uh, in one of the elite uh, preseason tournaments of the year? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it helps a lot, you know, being on a nas national stage on ESPN and, and playing against some of the top teams in the country. And, um, you know, but I, with the group that we have, uh, you know, we wanted to make sure that uh, the guys that, and, you know, we got a lot of new guys and the guys that we brought in, we wanted to make sure that they wanted to be part of a team that was going to play in this event. 
and not necessarily have it be an individual showcase for somebody. So, um, and I think we did a really good job of that in recruiting and, and with the team that we brought in and the guys that we brought in. And so, yeah, I'm really excited for them for this opportunity, but for sure, I mean, you know, being able to be on the national stage um, is, is something that, you know, could happen once in a lifetime. So, you know, I know they're excited. For fans who are listening to this podcast or watching this podcast that haven't seen Portland State play, um, give us a really quick overview of your team. You, you're you're deep. You're willing to go nine, ten, sometimes eleven in your bench. Uh, you you a lot of times will play four guards. You're willing to shoot threes. Uh, you've got some good pieces in Jarrell Satterfield, uh, Isaiah Kirby off the bench, Cameron Parker as a point guard. Give us an overview of, of really how you want to play in, in a little bit of your roster. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're, we're definitely an interesting team because um, we got a lot of different guys who can do a lot of different things. There, there's probably not anybody on the team that's the same as, as another guy. Um, and it was designed that way. So, you know, uh, a lot of times we can throw out bigger lineups. We can throw out smaller lineups. Um, you know, we can throw out guys who can shoot. We can throw out guys who can drive it. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we can change styles within a game. Um, you know, if, if we're in a game and playing fast and we think we need to slow it down and go a little bigger, we can do that. Um, if the game's too slow for us and, uh, we're playing bigger then you know, we can adjust and play smaller and play faster. So, um, you know, you know, and that's kind of our identity really is that, um, you know, we can play a bunch of different styles, but defensively. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're going to try and get after it um you know and 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 pressure the ball and and um uh, you know play defense and rebound and then you know hopefully we have an opportunity to go so um you know i th i think our guys really uh enjoy playing the style that we play and and it's a fun way to coach and a lot of it too is my personality you know um you know i'm a pretty intense passionate guy and so you know that's that's the way we play Awesome. Well, coach, I appreciate the time. It was great to see you in Corvallis a few days back when you knocked off uh, the bigger school in the Oregon State Beavers. Um, and I wish you nothing but the best of luck against Gonzaga, as well as the rest of the PK 85 and the Big Sky season. So thanks for joining. Yeah, appreciate it.